two words, Mr. Davis. Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, I thought the two words were the tragedy. I'm like, uh-oh. You know, when... Uh... <laughs> Speaking of the tragedy... We just reviewed Simpsons Safari on four-figure discount for all you Simpsons fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> now to go to something that's the polar opposite of that shit show, uh, this hit show. Yes, it's uh, it's the Take It Like a Mandalorian show for uh, Chapter 14, Season 2, Episode 6, The Tragedy. Me watching this episode was just, you know that Jonah Hill gif of him just going, <laughs> all happy? Yes. That that was just me for 20 minutes. <laughs> because this was, I think, one of the shortest, if not the shortest episode of The Mandalorian to date, right? Well, at least this season. Certainly. There was only about 20 minutes of actual new footage. That's right, yeah. I mean, the whole episode in total was just over half an hour. You, you take out credits, you take out recap. Yeah, probably 20-something minutes. And that really... It does, do you find that intro with all the different, like, uh, like it's got R2, D2, C3PO, Darth Vader and whatnot, annoying? Not really. I kind of like it. Do you? Yeah, I just sort of go, ah, oh, fuck it off with this thing. Leave it alone. <laughs> I don't know. It just sort of takes me out of the moment. I'm like, you've just gone from the season recap and then you're playing this bullshit. I'm like, I get it. It's Star Wars. It's Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm, sur- Leave I'm surprised that's a bit that you can't sort of skip in recap. Uh, you know, when you watch it on Disney+, Plus and it's got the little skip recap thing at the bottom, it's like, it's just the title. It's on for like maybe four seconds. <laughs> Whose attention span is that <laughs> fucked? So, um... <laughs> Oh, but I, 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 I don't mind that little Star Wars logo. I'm fine with it. But yeah, the tragedy. So I mentioned that I fanboyed out. So this was the one that we were mentioning a few seasons, a few episodes ago. Uh, this is the Rodriguez episode. Uh, so the whole purpose of this was to give the the bad guys, the Empire, the upper hand. They finally got the proper upper hand in this one here. They got their hands on little Grogu, aka Yodito, aka Baby Yoda, aka the child. <laughs> what, what are we going to settle on here? What's what's his name? <sighs> Let's keep going with Baby Yoda for a while. I mean, I think we'll have to yeah. we'll have to go with um, with Grogu every once in a while. But honestly, Baby Yoda is more fun to say. I liked Yodito, and I, I look. I think we tried our best to make it a thing. <laughs> you just you just said we're going to go with Baby Yoda. I liked Yodito. Well, I, I'm saying <laughs> we tried our best to make it happen, but you know. Oh, it, I, I see what you're saying. I thought you I thought you were just referring to him as Yodito after just saying you're going to refer to him as no, Baby Yoda. No, no, I sorry, like the continue. name Yodito. <laughs> and I think we yes, yes, we yes, tried sorry. like mad to make Fetch happen. We just couldn't make Fetch happen. You know what I mean? We, we didn't drill it down people's throats enough for sure. No. I don't, but, but, um, and believe me, I tried. But, uh... <laughs> but it was the shortest episode, as we said. But I think it could be argued this is the most newsworthy episode, do you think, to date? Oh, look, in terms of um, the return and, dare we say, rebirth of of an iconic Star Wars character, one that some of us have had mixed feelings about, and when I say some of us, I mean me. Yeah, look, it's... uh, I think he did... I think Boba Fett did more good stuff in this episode in terms of heroics or general badassery, but also... um, in terms of character work as well, I mean, we never really sort of... I think you had to speculate a fair bit about Boba Fett or sort of have to had to delve deep into fanfic and canon and all that kind of stuff to go, well, he was like this and like... And, of course, there was stuff in the in the prequels as well. But... Um, well, he was just a kid in the prequels. Yeah, essentially. But, I mean, the stuff that's done in this episode, the casting of Temuera Morrison, the great New Zealand actor who was in Once Were Warriors and, of course, in the prequels as Django Fett, I think it's sort of, a, you know, it's a, it's a really good casting decision in a lot of ways. 
you know, Morrison looks like a guy who knows how to handle himself. Looks like he's probably he's probably the sweetest guy there is in real life. But he looks like a guy who, you know, he would walk away from a pub brawl, leaving at least one or two other people, you know, lying on the ground canning their teeth. The way he carried himself, I like that. Um, you know. He's clearly spent a lot of time on Tatooine after getting out of the belly of that Sarlacc or whatever it was. You know, he knows his way around a gaffy stick, the uh, the Tusken Raiders sort of uh, weapon of choice. Even the way he sort of pronounced Tatooine, it sort of had like a, I don't know, like a native flavor to it. I mean, Tatooine, that he sort of pronounced, I think we're used to I hearing mean, I, sort I of, think that's just a New Zealand accent. It could well be that, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I like the way he said it. You know, it's yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, this, this is the thing with Boba Fett because you, you just sort of said before how you've never been completely sold on the character you don't think he ever actually did all that much in the original trilogy you don't understand the love for him but what he did in this episode was what all of us fans envisioned him to be but didn't really get the love he deserved and I think because he didn't get what many of us feel like the, 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 the moments that he deserved in the original trilogy mm. This just felt so satisfying to go, see, see, here's yeah. a badass. In fact, I told <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah, you're, you're bang on the money there, actually. That's a really good point. That uh, Yeah, I think so many people have had high expectations of Boba Fett for so long. Yeah, for the Mandalorian, uh, for the show to sort of say, all right, yeah, we'll give it to you. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, for him to yeah go buck wild on a bunch of... Um, on a bunch of stormtroopers and yeah, basically just kick the absolute crap out of them. Then, you know, blow two dropships out of the sky. Well, actually blow one out of the sky and use it to knock the other one out. Oh, fantastic. And I mean... That fucking... Man, when he fucking set it off and it blew up and crashed into the other one, I was like, this is everything I've wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I, I even like the fact that when he got his old uh, Beskin armor back on, that, you know... He's not exactly sleek with it. He looks kind of beefy. No. Like it's, it's yeah, maybe so he, he's put he's put on weight for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's one size too small. But he's yeah, yeah. But he still looks very cool in it. He yeah. just looks like you know a, that, that bad beefy barroom brawler fucker who would just he's, you Jake, know, he's Jake the Muss in Boba Fett's armor. It's it's, it's it's Jake the Muss cosplaying as Boba Fett. He's very it's very Jake the Muss. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm 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 very happy with the casting and I'm very happy with what Morrison did with the character. I see. I watched this very, very late on Friday night because I was busy editing last week's Four Finger Discount. It would have been about 12.30 when I started watching it. So I was kind of half asleep. And so uh, they they go to the planet. What was the planet they go to? Typhon? Is that the planet? Yes. And little Yodito is doing his thing and a ship goes by. And I sort of watched it and I went, wait a minute. I'm like, hang on. I was like... (laughs) No, 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 it couldn't have been that. So I paused it and then I went to push it. And I was so excited that I got out of the app and I was like, Brendan, you're not listening. And so I was like, <laughs> I, had to get back, I had to get back into Disney Plus. I was like, go back to it. And I went, I went, I had to get back into Disney Plus. I went back 10 seconds. I was like, all right. Oh, shit. That was fucking slave one. And from that moment on, I was just like a little schoolgirl. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's happening. It's actually happening. You know that, you know that gift? When from the office where it's like, okay, people, it's happening. Like, that, that's, that was me in that moment. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. that They they teased it. And we, we were talking about it from the gunslinger when Fennec Shand was left for dead mm. and someone walked up and collected her. And they never showed who it was and they haven't even fucking mentioned it since. 
But then somewhat, what, nine episodes later, boom, there it is. Fucking Boba Fett. Oh, my goodness. They're very good at playing the long game here, Mr. Favreau, Mr. Filoni, and the the other members of the uh, the of Team Mandalorian. Yeah, they've... Uh, they're, they're they're very they're very patient and and good on them. We're and we're reaping the rewards as a result. And I've 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 discussed this with people today even, and they were saying, oh, they couldn't help themselves. They had to make Boba Fett in the episode. They just couldn't help themselves. And I was like, I don't think it's a negative. If anything, it's going to be a positive because what I think they're going to do with the Boba Fett character is they're going to have him in the finale of this season. Boba Fett's going to die. He's going to sacrifice himself for the fa- for the good of Grogu so that he can mm. escape. And because the... Uh, what was Mando- Mando's ship called again? The, I the Razor Crest. The Razor Ra- Crest, yes. Because yeah. that was blown rest up. Rest in peace, Razor Crest. Yes. Boba Fett's legend will live on on the Mandalorian because Mando will now drive his ship. Ooh. Yeah, that's good thinking. Yeah, I like, I like that, Dando. That's good. So you, that the you, you please the Boba Fett fans because so you give him the the kick-ass moments that every fan has always wanted to see. He he does he, you know he's always been the villain, but he does the the greater good here. He says he's gonna help. He won't. He will not stop until Grogu's escaped, which means he's gonna die for the cause. But yes, the ship, the slave one, will live on. Hurrah! And bo- and boom, merchandising sales through the fucking roof for Disney. <laughs> All right, we've uh, we have given uh, Boba Fett his his due respect. Oh, probably we'll talk a little bit more about him, but uh, yeah, time to talk a bit about Baby Yoda, aka Grogu. Um, a lot of cuteness in this episode. Just the opening scene with uh, I just found it very adorable that uh, Mando was sort of saying Grogu's name to get a reaction out of him, and he was he was getting a little reaction every time. I found that uh, very very sweet. Uh, very yes, adorable. they've really made them almost like a father-son duo now, haven't they? They have indeed. Now, I, mean, I don't know if I've been watching this on, on a bad TV beforehand or maybe I was just seeing a better one this time around. I'd never noticed Grogu's little buck teeth before. He has buck teeth? Oh, well, not buck teeth, but he's got those two little teeth that you really just... I mean... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know everyone's, what you mean everyone's probably seen him before, but I was like... He's not, oh. he's not Freddie Mercury, but... No, no. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you got cute little teeth in there, bud. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were cute moments all the way through it, mainly involving uh, Grogu using his uh, his powers to such an extent that he had to take a nap. <laughs> he did look adorable, though, but how defenceless was he, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, non um When they land on uh, on Tython and they find the... Um, uh, find the Jedi Temple or whatever it was, or the Jedi... Or the Henge, or I believe they called it. I did like that... Um, that uh, Mando was saying, I can't really sit down there. Looks like we're going there with the windows down. Next shot is, you know, yeah. flying with the jetpack with the yeah baby Yoda in the arms. I thought it was a lovely shot. I mean, it was a, it was a a nice sort of heroic kind of shot, but also kind of cute. And I think that's a lot of what um, uh, Robert Rodriguez sort of brought to the table this time. He's really good at sort of those stylized, almost comic booky hero shots. Um, now, there's been some great action in previous episodes and, you know, episodes directed by, uh, well, actors like Bryce Dallas Howard, Carl Weathers. The Carl Weathers episode I thought was really fantastic in terms of action. That was just, that was just New Hope vibes all over, that one. Very much so. Uh, but something to take into account, and I don't want to discount the, um, the good work that was done by, by Howard and by Weathers and by Dave Filoni in the, in the previous episode, but the second unit director... 
uh, on those episodes was a guy named Sam Hargrave. Now, Sam, is, Sam Hargrave's a stunt guy and a second unit guy who's worked on a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, and he recently di- he made his directorial debut with a Netflix movie called Extraction, starring uh, Chris Hemsworth. And it's mm-hmm. a, a really good action piece. So, I mean, this guy clearly... Is it, is it really? Because I've... I've- I've heard mixed reviews, but you've told me it's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's um, the story's the story's fine. The execution of it is actually really good, and it's a good it's a good vehicle for Hemsworth as well. But mm-hmm. uh, Hargrave clearly knows how to sort of set up and choreograph and pace a good action sequence, and I think we saw that that was evidenced in the last few episodes. Hargrave did not work on this one, and Robert Rodriguez is generally known as a guy who. You know, he kind of—he's almost like a little backyard wizard. You know, he's got his uh, his own studio that he set up in Austin, Texas. Anyone who's watched his um, owned his DVDs or his Blu-rays know that he does these things like ten-minute film schools, where he you know says, "Hey, this is how we did this." You know, because he made his first movie for like seven grand, El Mariachi, and that's how yeah. he started his Hollywood career. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's got a real sort of backyard vibe, and I think that was evident in this episode with just the way it someone uh, I, I was reading an article where someone described this episode as like closest to you know um you getting together with your mates and playing star wars after school you know, 100% you, just like a, like a like a backyard yeah, battle yeah yeah or you found some vacant lot or whatever or you know some old park or you know you went down by the river or whatever and it's like oh cool we're on tatooine and pew, pew, pew. All that kind of it was, just, it was just very cowboy Indians, wasn't it? Very much so, and that's what this felt like. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought Rodriguez uh, brought to the table in this regard. And uh, yeah, but Hargrave was not involved in the second unit. And I think Rodriguez probably did a lot of that business himself. So, little Grogu, by the way, he's been he mentioned he's been. So, the tragedy is that he gets kidnapped by the Empire. Moff Gideon arrives. How fucking badass did Moff Gideon come across? When that moment where they've just blown up the two ships, the stormtroopers have failed and blah, blah, blah. They're standing there all proud of themselves. We've took down these guys. And then Moff Gideon just goes, fucking boom, and blows up the Razor, cr- razor Crest. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. He, was, he, was just, he was just standing there laughing at them the whole time. Bad dude to mess with. Absolutely. I mean, um, and it's funny. I mean, you know, initially the two dropships are sent down with the stormtroopers and the stormtroopers are as, you know, piss weak as ever. <laughs> you know, their aim yeah. is no good and... Um, yeah, Jake the Muss is able to, you know, <laughs> take care of him with a, you know, a couple of swings of the gaffy stick. That that was pretty nasty. I mean, the way he's just sort of shattering helmets and all that kind of business. Oh, that's yeah, that's the kind of thing we haven't seen before. When he just smashed that guy, and he, like the whole face of his helmet just like cracked. Yeah. I was like, whoa, oh damn, and, yeah. But and another get- thing too is, I feel like in the Mandalorian, and correct me if I'm wrong, I just don't recall because I that this sequel trilogy, I've just sort of blanked it from my memory, but. Now, when they fight the stormtroopers and they do it, you actually hear them wincing in pain, not just the, the Wilhelm scream or whatever it's called. Like, mm-hmm. you actually hear them going, ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, it just adds that sense of realism. Like, yeah, I know they're, they're just, they're baddies, but they're also humans inside these fucking suits. Oh, absolutely. So, like, yeah. when they get the shit at them, I'm like, man, like, that would fucking hurt. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, but I get the feeling that these guys were probably cannon fodder slash decoy you know sort of 100 100 decoy yep. yeah to keep uh to keep mando and, and boba fett and uh and fennec shand you know a little distracted a little uh you know keep their eyes off the prize for a bit so the i don't know if they're called 
Dark Troopers? I think they might be called Dark Troopers. They but, are called, let me just, I'm pretty sure it's Dark Trooper. Hang on one second. They are Dark Troopers, yes. But they get sent down to sweep up uh, Baby Yoda and take him back to the uh, the Imperial Cruiser. And when that was happening, I was like going, go Mando, go Mando. And a part of me is going, is the tragedy this episode going to be the ship or is the tragedy going to be, or did the ship come after the fact they got Grogu? I came afterwards, didn't it? I think so, yeah. Because it was like a final fuck you, wasn't it, to them? Mm. Yeah. Um. Because I, I thought Boba was going to get it when he flew up close to the to the Empire ship. I was like, oh, you're gone. Yeah. You're way too close, sir. You're way too <laughs> close. You're dead. But he somehow got away. But when they collected Grogu, I was like, oh, no. I, I just felt so bad for the little guy. I was like, he looked terrified. Oh, absolutely. But even more than that, once he's um, once he's imprisoned on the cruiser and, uh, you know, he's uh, he's got his... He's got the terrible twos going on, and he's sort of wielding his uh, his uh, his powers and throwing stormtroopers around the way. And uh, Moff Gideon's just looking on in glee, going, "Ha ha ha! Check this shit out." <laughs> but the thing is, I felt so bad because that's not just him throwing a tantrum. That was him trying to save himself. You know, it was like, oh, uh, we don't really know how old Grogu is. I know no, he's kind of a child because he's small, but he could be. You know, I mean, he is fully well aware of what's happening. And when they said, "I've said it to stun," I was like, "Don't you?" How dare you? Don't you dare do that! And then, and then, Goff, Moff Gideon's like, "Now do it!" And they, sh- and you see them shoot him, and I was like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" Mm. This is just, it was, this was, I think this is the best episode of Mando to date. Do you reckon? Um, it had a bit, it had a bit of everything. It did have a bit of everything. It was a very satisfying episode. You're right. You're right. It did have everything, including tiny baby Yoda uh, sized shackles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I thought was a bit adorable. How reminiscent was it of um of Rogue One, how, how reminiscent of it was of um when Yoda was just fucking, Baby Yoda was just shooting the, the stormtroopers around the room. I was like, this is like Darth oh, Vader yeah. at the end of Rogue One. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, despite all that, uh, you also got a bit of, oh, sleepy Baby Yoda. And um, Moff Gideon even pointing it out. Oh, you're very powerful, but it makes you oh so sleepy. <laughs> he's a he's a great villain, isn't he? He's brilliant. I think there was an article on the, uh, the satirical website, The Onion, uh, I've forgotten the headline. Hang on, I'll try and find the headline because it was just hilarious. But it was something along the lines yeah. of um, "Presence of Giancarlo Esposito in new show means hero basically fucked." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's bang on. <laughs> that makes is, a bunch is, of sense. Is, is he like the best villain in television these days? I'd like, say if so. A, if you want, if you want an intimidating, you know, methodical killer, he's the man, right? Oh, very much so. Well, I mean, it's all, it sort of stems from, um, you know, Gus Fring on Breaking Bad. And then of he, course, uh, yeah. and then he did roughly the same thing on The Boys. And now he's doing it on, uh, on Mando as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. The thing, it's, yeah, um, <laughs> here we go. The, the headline on the Onion article is, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Introduction of Giancarlo Esposito suggests main character now totally fucked. <laughs> Bang on. I, just could, I don't think I could ever buy... <laughs> in the articles, like, in a momentous twist, sources confirm could only mean one thing. The introduction of Giancarlo Esposito into the uh, television show Jared Breno was viewing Friday indicated the main character was now totally fucked. Oh, shit. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but this motherfucker's going to get wrecked. <laughs> I don't oh, think you could ever play a... and it closes out he... at press time Bruno gasped in horror as Esposito shot Jane Fonda's Grace and Frankie character point blank 
I don't think he could ever play a good guy now, could he? I imagine he could. He's a pretty good actor. But I mean, I, I mean, I remember uh, years and years ago seeing him in like uh, he was in a, he was in a few of Spike Lee's early movies, and in Do the Right Thing, one of Spike Lee's best movies, he plays this character called Buggin' Out, who's the um, he's kind of the neighborhood neighborhood rabble rouser, you know, and he's it's very. It, it's kind of the polar opposite of the stuff he's been doing on Breaking Bad and Mando. I mean, he's, uh, you know, bugging out. very intense, very motor-mouthed, all that kind of stuff. And, um, oh, but yeah, Giancarlo Esposito is obviously a fantastic actor. I knew there's more to him than that. But the way that he can sort of go, he can show such range is really remarkable. And at this later stage of his career, for him to, you know, having this, uh, this second wind and this new sort of, um, this new perception as, you know, the, the ice, the, high school uh, bad guy it's marvelous it's fantastic and i mean yeah i really i really really love his performance as moff gideon i would love to see what tarantino could do with him mm, absolutely mm. Yeah. i mean i wouldn't is, be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if you know tarantino loves actors and um i wouldn't be surprised if esposito had probably had, had you know like read for for jewels in pop in pop fiction or or something else like that i'm pretty sure he he, he would have to be considered he'd have to be on a list at least uh, so where do we see the story going next? So I've already mentioned it. I think Boba Fett's going to sacrifice himself to save Grogu, and then in his his memory, the the uh, slave one will be flown by Mando and Grogu. That'll be the closing shot of the season. Uh, also, so well, we, it's going to happen. You, you know what's going to happen. So which which famous Jedi is going to come and hear the call and rescue Grogu at the end as like the the big reveal in the finale? Who's going to be? Is it going to be Skywalker? or Is it going to be Obi Wan? Which one is it? I want to say I want to say Kenobi. I want to say Kenobi for one for one reason. Well, apparently they've already started filming the Kenobi spin-off oh, but, series. But, 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 no, but Kenobi's dead. Oh, is he? Oh, Kenobi's dead at this point. This is after A New Hope. Oh, okay then. Hmm. Uh, this is this is this is after Return of the Jedi. Oh, so it can't okay. be Kenobi. Okay, well oh, then. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's probably Luke then. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have. To, it's well, it's it's. It's going to have to be, right? I mean, who else could it possibly be? Uh, unless, they, unless they're taking someone from, you know, like a, a Clone Wars or Rebels or something like that. I'm sure there's some Jedis in there that are well-known and well-regarded. Yeah, I, I just I just dig that, you know, Mando's getting his squad together. He's got Boba Fett. He's got Fennec Shand. He's gone to see Cara Dune. They want to get Miggs, whatever his name is. Uh, Bill Burr. Um, oh, Bill Burr's returning, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually saw a funny headline saying, the Mandalorian is simply a story about a man who can't help but make best friends. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, for someone who's like this, you know, high school warrior or whatever, he's you know making a lot of cool buddies along the way, or you know, just, <laughs> or allies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. So um, it's, it's, this is the thing that I think it's gonna it's gonna end with because Moff Gideon is just he's not gonna go down, you know, easy. He's gonna go down swinging. It's, you just get you just get this feeling that all of Mando's lackeys, all of his buddies that he's uh, you know uh, become friends with over the last season and a half, they're all gonna just. It's kind of like the end of uh, Endgame when all the fucking people just team up to just take down Thanos. Yeah. That's how this. That's how this is gonna end, surely. Mm, and, they, and they're gonna and they're gonna be like almost fucked. And then Skywalker's gonna come. And he's gonna do what he should have done at the end of that fucking terrible second sequel. He's gonna be a fucking badass, and he's not gonna be a he's not gonna be a fucking mirage or whatever it is. He's gonna be the real Luke Skywalker. Fucking shit up. All right. Well, two two weeks from now, when the Mandalorian season two wraps up, we'll see exactly how accurate you are. 
I just I feel like Favreau, you deliver with Boba, you get to deliver with Luke Skywalker, and you get a you get a <laughs> the balance of the force. Everyone will be happy. Everyone will be settled. <laughs> everyone can forget the last Jedi ever happened, and we can just watch the Mandalorian and move on happily. Truly a happy ending. I know you love Ryan Johnson, sir, but sorry. Do you have any fucking desire to ever watch that film again? Because I sure as hell don't. Uh, look, I would probably watch it before I would watch The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, oh, that, if it, like, that, that, I just have no interest in watching that trilogy ever again. Yeah, but even then, look, I, I imagine I would probably skip to uh, the Ray and Kylo stuff. Everything else, I could pro- everything else I could skip through. There's a lot in it I didn't like, but there was stuff in it that I really did like. I just hope that Favreau has learnt from the mistakes of the, those who came before him and realised, oh shit, we had Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill all together on the same set to do a movie <laughs> and we didn't have them in the same scene together and we didn't take advantage of them. Now Carrie Fisher's passed away. Now we can't do something cool with her. So whilst Mark Hamill is still with us, please be with us for forever, Mark Hamill, because you're an absolute champion. John Favreau is going to use him and give us that kick-ass Luke Skywalker moment that we've always wanted, much like the Boba Fett. I just, I just have well, full faith. I just have, I just have a faith in Favreau now. He's, he's won me over. I th- look, I agree with you on that point. I think they are doing a very good job of uh, paying tribute it, to the legend, paying tribute to the legend, rebooting and or, and reimagining certain characters and giving them their proper due. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, tried to pull something similar with Luke Skywalker. And yeah, that, that's what that, that's what it's doing so well. Is this show is not purely fan service. But it's just, it's pleasing to all versions of a Star Wars fan. The new fans can enjoy this. The kids can enjoy this for Baby Yoda. Fuck, you know, Elliot actually asked to watch Mandalorian the other day. And he sat there and watched, he sat there and watched like half an hour of it. Like, he loved it. He was, he was fascinated by Baby Yoda. But yeah, anyway, so it's just, yeah, they're doing such a great job of appealing to the broad spectrum of Star Wars fans. And uh, it's just, it's incredible. John Favreau has just done, he has far exceeded my expectations of what this show was going to be. Nice work, Favs. Alrighty, so next episode is going to be chapter 15. Only two episodes left for what they're calling season two. Just not enough episodes, in my opinion, but it's just building and building and building. Where do you think, Mr. Davis, they go from here? Oh, you know that I'm... What do you think is going to happen? You know, I am horribly unreliable when it comes to this kind of thing. I'm going to leave the uh, predictions to you, Dando. You're good at it. I'm, uh, I'm just along for the ride. I'm not good at it at all, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I feel like... Boba Fett's going to sacrifice himself. I, I, that's that's my bet. We'll see how right I am. Well, like I said, we'll uh, we'll be well we'll be back next week to talk about uh, you know chapter seven uh, or no sorry uh, episode seven 16, chapter 15, fifteen. Uh but then in a fortnight when it all wraps up, oh yes, we'll be we'll have a lot to talk about then certainly. We certainly will. So thank you guys once again for listening to Take a Like a Mandalorian. Don't forget, we have plenty of other shows here on the Four Figure Discount Network. You can check out Four Figure Discount, the Simpsons podcast, Talking Seinfeld. Tales of Futurama, The Guy and Dando Show, and much, much more. All those first four shows available for free on all good podcast apps, including Spotify. Uh, if you want access to the show a few weeks ahead, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash discount. Links in the description of this podcast where you can support the show and in return get a bunch of exclusive goodies. Uh, but for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our incredible listeners out there? Oh, so sleepy.